welcome to Flavor Text, a monthly podcast where we discuss the gameplay narrative of Arkham Horror, the card game, scenario by scenario. I'm Krabby Terror 8, and I'm joined by my erstwhile co host, Kevling. How are you, Kevling? I'm fine, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, well, my belly button's been puckering and unpuckering since I found out about the edge of the earth. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Biggest, biggest news in ages, isn't it? I know, I know. I had to take a Bex and a lie down. I'm, uh, I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and it's all going to be one great big box or two great big boxes, and that's oh, all things yeah, are changing. It's... It's exciting stuff, although uh, my wallet is probably a little bit nervous about the idea of uh, $100 worth of content all dropping yeah. at the same time, if, um, if if that's how it plays out. Um, yeah, yeah. My, I, I can cope with paying 15 the equivalent of $15 a month for a Mythos pack, but because uh, you don't really notice, I'm not used to having to save up for Arkham Horror. Yeah, I know. It's quite an outlay. I mean, I can usually slip a 15 buck purchase under the radar, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, can slip by unnoticed. No, that's not true. My my partner doesn't doesn't look at what I'm spending, but uh, you're right. It is it is a big outlay um, in in, in one hit, isn't it? So, yeah, um, although although having said that, I did see a post on Facebook from um, mm. I I do apologize if he's listening because I've forgotten his name. Um, he runs a game shop, but he's had tentative release dates of August for the investigators and October for the campaign. So at least right. if they are split off like that, it's a little bit more palatable to the wallet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was listening to the um, to the Mythos Busters uh, podcast, so they were talking about this, and MJ was saying that... Um, you know, it also gives the opportunity for for people who play as a as a te- as a group on a regular basis together. They can that kind was of a really pool, good point, wasn't it? I yeah, pool their resources. That. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, yeah, that, just that buy actually... one campaign and four sets yes. of player cards. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I think, um, and I can imagine, you know, from the perspective of a retailer not having to sort of range bazillions of. Little oh, yeah. cards and things and, and, and just the cost I'm assuming to FFG just in terms of shipping and things instead of all these separate pieces of plastic and everything else it's all going out it makes the whole thing a lot more efficient from that perspective as well so and I, th- I think that's been reflected in the price as well I was trying to work it out it's it comes out at something like if you add up all of the mm. Mythos packs and the Deluxe something like $140 US dollars whereas yeah. obviously it's $100 for this yes. and on that podcast mj did confirm that we are getting pretty much the same amount of content uh, also from our point of view from this podcast it's going to make it interesting because it's going to change the way they can design the scenarios themselves it sounds like we're going to be venturing to a branching narrative for the uh, mm. for the edge of the earth uh, i think the box said that some a scenario can be between four and ten scenarios depending on the path you take through it right so, uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, and apparently it's all going to be in a spiral-bound book. It's sounding a little bit Gloomhaven-y. I mean, not too much, yeah, but yeah. You know, it has that kind of feel about it. And I don't mind no that. More I don't tiny mind folded up pieces no, of paper. That's, that's all no, that's all. No more waiting for <laughs> FFG to update the PDF on the website. Yeah, <laughs> all those sorts of things. I mean, the one thing MJ did say from a story perspective, which is interesting, you know, from our podcast perspective is... 
and I guess only at the time because then once it's but there's that idea of a story unfolding over time and you're sort of waiting for the next installment almost like a yes. a serial kind of episode episodic thing that a bit of that will be lost but uh, I think the the upside is 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 quite significant I I don't know I didn't hear I was a bit concerned about the return to boxes because I really like those is this going to mean Same here. There's going to be no return to boxes anymore. I, mean, I must have. I, I did ask that question when Mythos Busters asked for questions, but it didn't right. get picked. So presumably, oh, okay. it, it was something they knew that she wouldn't be able to talk about. Um, but they did say in that uh, MJ did say that the new campaign box will have a plastic insert that it's yep. designed to store sleeved cards. And I have heard as well that it'll have space for the investigator cards in there as well. Yeah. So everything will fit in the one large box. So wow. that kind of takes away one of the purposes of the return boxes, doesn't it? It, it? it does. It does. And which it would be a slight pity because I like the design of the return to boxes. They look like those old fashioned library card yes. drawers yeah. Yeah, which uh, are yeah, yes. yeah, me too I'm looking at them now and, and you know it's sort of quite whimsical the way they're like that you know I quite like that but uh, I've even made fake return to boxes for the campaigns that don't have them yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, well that's all that's all very exciting and we'll ensure this podcast continues well into the 2030s at this rate <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine it's in 2038. Here we are. Do I have a text? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be well on, well, well retired by then or something. Oh, definitely, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we, well, we got, we got plenty of content to get through before then, haven't we? Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Now, speaking of which, I just want to say, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really delighted by the response we've had to this podcast, Kevlin. It's been. Really Definitely. brilliant. So much positive feedback. So many people saying, oh, this is just what I've been looking for. This is just perfect. Uh, you know, somebody's actually tackling the story. So I'm so delighted that that's what, you know, other people, not just us, but other people have been sort of looking for, which has perhaps been not so easy to come across, you know, for Arkham Horror. So I was really, really... Uh, really delighted to hear yes uh, and and yeah I, we have had a few people asking about lore as well and are we going to be digging into the stories and, and like yeah. we said before that's not really the point of this no. podcast uh yeah we'll touch on it where necessary but um it, it's more about how the mechanics work and how they yeah. help tell the story isn't it but we would encourage people to go and you know there's plenty of audio you know physical books obviously but also you know you know, audio books and all kinds of things that, you know, on YouTube or other places where you can you can listen to the stories. Now, before I say this, I suppose we should just say spoilers as well. I suppose if you're new to the, <laughs> uh, what's what, what's our spoiler policy again, Kevling? I always forget what we say. I mean, the thing is, we're going to be dissecting each campaign scenario. Yeah. So if you don't, if you've not played it before, then this is definitely not the place to start, unless you don't care about spoilers. Uh, we will be explaining. <laughs> You know what? What decisions then have a knock-on effect on what other aspects of the scenario and things like that? Yeah, uh, yeah the official spoiler policy is we will be spoiling it. <laughs> Pre pretty much everything. So if you've never played it, please stop now. If you've not played 
any of the Dunwich Legacy scenarios, yes, please stop now. Go and play it. If you've played it once, uh, also you might not want to listen because we, we will be going through the branching paths and things like that. So we will be covering everything. And just to be clear, there are some light but very minor spoilers for some of the other campaigns in Arkham Horror the Card Game, Forgotten Age, Carcosa some of the others so if you don't want anything at all to be spoiled at all then uh i'm just warning you here and also if you want if you're hoping we're going to be doing sort of tips and tricks gameplay optimizing winning the scenario we kind of touch on that but we don't really that's not really something we we're going to be covering either no, in, no. In that way um now, just on the first, the the the, the episode one, uh, not episode zero, but episode one, where we covered uh, um, extracurricular activity and um, the house always wins. Um, we got some, we got some feedback. We got some some um, people just gave us some thoughts, which I thought were worth uh, just reading out. Um, uh, luckily, though, Kevling, no, nobody said we'd said something that was totally wrong or erroneous. So that was a relief. Thank <laughs> goodness for that, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I was most worried about. It was like, you said what? Ah, that's not right. Ah, what about the 14th branching path? Ah, so that didn't happen. But uh, a couple of people um, <laughs> uh, said a couple of things. So um, I think it's uh, Anaphysic. Uh, do apologize if I've pronounced that wrong, who, who left us a number of uh, thoughts and feedback, and thank you for all of that. Um, but the one thing they did mention, which I thought was a good point, was on Act 3A, Campus Safety, it says uh, you have only moments to react. You could warn the students in the dormitories and escort them to safety, or continue your task of searching the faculty offices for Professor Rice, hint, hint, or perhaps you could try and slay the beast that threatens the campus. Now, I think we kind of probably were a bit strong on the idea that that this this the text wasn't really telling you to go and look for rice in the in the uh, yes. faculty offices so i think anaphysic was just making the point that it does say to, to do that yeah it's a valid point and with the name of this podcast being flavor text we made mm. the criminal mistake of not actually paying attention <laughs> to the flavor text <laughs> yeah. yeah must try harder <laughs> And I think the other thing is, um, uh, I'm I'm kind of I always come at these things from a, a solo or a two two handed game, so I forget sometimes. Of course, if you're playing with four people, it's much easier to split up and sort of do various different things. Uh, yes, yes, than it you, would you could be all have a go at moving each part of that story along, and then whichever one triggers first, exactly, uh, you, that's the path that follows. Exactly. Um, uh, the, we also got uh, Anastasius, I think it is, uh, also um, said... Have, have we only got people whose names start with A? <laughs> that's right. It's B, or have next you got time a very we'll be long B list? and C. That's yeah. right. These are just the A's. <laughs> we'll get to Z in another hour. Um, he said, as Morgan is babbling nonsense, maybe he unconsciously cast an invocation for the Yogg-Sothoth creatures. No evidence, only a theory. Well, that's interesting because we were talking about where does this creature come from? Why does it suddenly mm. magically appear? You know, maybe... Maybe Morgan accidentally brings it forth. Um, Interesting. Which, yeah, yeah, could happen. Could happen. So there you go. So thank you for that feedback. Thank you for everybody who who actually commented. Really appreciated that. Keep that coming because uh, it's really great to hear what what your thoughts are. Um, so thank you. So here we are in episode two of uh, the Dunwich Legacy, and uh, I think after last time. Uh, 
we're uh, we're off to the uh, Miskatonic Museum. We are, yes. I think where we left it was at the end of, um, after being sent off in multiple directions by Armitage, uh, he has now decided to tell us what is actually going on. Or, 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 or we found his diary and we now know what's going on, either or, depending on whether he was kidnapped or not. And and as you touched on earlier, this is where we it sort of fills us in here on mm. on the background, which is the Dunwich Horror. Um, yeah. So uh, that that's that's the introduction we have here on scenario two, where we we actually get a bit of a glimpse on what is actually going on. You know, summarising it quite nicely, I think. Yeah, yeah, just tells you all. You this is what you need to know. This yeah. is who was involved. Funnily enough, it's the people we've already come across so far in the story. Yeah. And now, uh, let's go and find the Necronomicon. Is basically the task of this scenario. Yeah, and it does a good job of sort of trying to because it says in that background that you know, uh, you know, Watley was really after this sort of new translation of the Necronomicon. So it's attempting before you go to the Miskatonic Museum to sort of really build up that you know this is a big deal. This is an important part of whatever horrible things are going on. This is an important thing that this sort of tea, this sort of crew of nasty people. Uh, are, are trying to get their hands on that 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 uh, Henry Armitage has been trying to, to to kind of you know and and his and his friends have been trying to stop. Um, I, I have to say though that one of the things I found just with because part one is if you read part one that's because uh, Armitage has been kidnapped as you say. Uh, part two he's been and Henry Armitage hasn't been kidnapped he's still around. I found um, part two much more compelling about why I should care about running off to some dusty museum to find a book than with part one where you're sort of reading his notes, which didn't feel quite as... The the, the threat yeah. didn't feel quite as immediate. I don't know what you thought about that. Yeah, part one, it's more like, oh, maybe his kidnappers might want to get the book. I suppose we yeah. ought to go to the museum to stop them. I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit of a leap, but uh, yeah, at least the sec the second one is it's more of a directive, isn't it? On oh, no, I've given it to Howard. You must go and make sure he's safe. You know. That's yeah, yeah. Part one's like, oh, they're equally. In- you know, equally worried. I think it talks about being equally worried. Uh, oh, here we go. Although although you are worried about your mentor, you are equally worried that Armitage's kidnappers might get their hands on the Necronomicon. So it's kind of having a bob each way and saying, well, you're kind of 50-50. Whereas like you say in part two, it's like Armitage is this quest giver saying, please go and do this. This is really important. So mm. it's hardly like you're going to say to Armitage, ah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> not interested in doing that. Uh, whereas if he's not there, it just feels a bit weaker. I mean, you don't have a choice, obviously. It's not like you can decide not... Well, you could. I suppose you could des- You could decide not, not to do the Miskatonic Museum. But you know what I mean? It, it just... It feels like they're not... They're not so balanced. And so without Armitage there, it's less... There seems to be less reason to be racing off to the Miskatonic Museum like there is... In if, if Armitage is around. I was just looking back at um, House Always Wins and what triggers mm. Armitage being kidnapped. And that's basically, it's if you end up with Resolution 4 at the House Always Wins, which is you were unconscious for several hours. Mm. So um, 
it's sort of like one at one out of the five different resolutions for House Always Wins. So I guess most people will be getting the part two anyway. Right. On a, right. Right. On a, right. On, on, a, on a sort of a ratio, one only one out of the five resolutions will uh, give you part one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess part two is the uh, is canon. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think they could have, you know, they could have made part one. Um, he, you know, his scribbles became more and more extreme as he emphasised that we must get this. You know what I mean? They could have kind of revved, revved yeah. it up a bit. <laughs> you know, you really need to go and get this book. Because, you know, forget the fact that people have been kidnapped. we really got to get this book, you know what I mean? Or something like, if anything happens to me, get the book first. You know, that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. That been a... yeah, yeah, it just feels like it's a little bit, it's a bit weak. Yeah, whatever happens, yeah, we're off to the museum to try and stop the Necronomicon from falling into the wrong hands. So... I suppose the next bit we can talk about the setup. It's um, there's no there's no change to the setup here based on the outcome of the previous scenarios, but there is this randomised element, so you do get a little bit of replayability there. There's two different versions of the admin office and the security office, um, and they'll get you, you just randomise the two of them and put one of them in play. Um, so. I don't think there's any real story impact on either of them. Like they can't be, can they? Because it's completely random. But um, at least mm. it, it 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 changes the gameplay up each time you play it. Uh, so you, you've basically got four different combinations there, haven't you? Of the two. Yeah. Rooms. And then the other element of setup is we've got a few new mechanics here. Um, mm. There is the exhibit deck. Uh, yep. So that is a set of six randomised exhibit hall locations and it's constructed in such a way that the place we are looking for will be in the bottom three of the deck. So it yes. will either be card four, five or six yes. in the deck. You just do two random piles of three and put them together. And then the other thing that we've got is this area called the void. Um, so that's a completely new thing from this point on. Um in fact, I've played the first part of Innsmouth and that had a very similar thing going on. And that's the, I think that's the only other time I've seen something like this so far. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a, an area that the um, the big bad of the scenario can retreat to oh, sort of out yes, of play yes, and then come yeah, back out play, of the game at various yes. points. Yeah, so there's various card effects will send him him stroke her in or out of uh, of the void as he does <laughs> yeah, yeah. air quotes around it. So they're, 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 so they're, they're the sort of the new things that have been introduced mechanics-wise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we turn up at the uh, the museum uh, entrance and um, I think, you know, the agenda basically just... Well, the agenda does two things, which is it seems like this campaign does this a lot. It actually, <laughs> it actually gives away the monster... <laughs> <laughs> right yes. from the start, you know there's a bad hunting horror out there. It's it, uh, uh, so they they did that uh, with the previous uh, with the previous ones where they kind of um, showed you the picture. So you kind of already know that there's going to be a hunting horror th- th- there, and it basically all it does is just the agenda just sort of reiterates again that uh, that that Armitage has given the Latin translation to Harold Wolstead who's the creator of Miskatonic University. He's worried that someone might still be after the book and you've gone to the museum to recover it. So if you haven't read the background, it's telling it to you yes. again, basically. 
just saying the same stuff again and then it talks a little bit about the, what to do with the hunting horror yeah and then on the act side unfortunately because of the time of day the museum's locked how on earth are we going to get in Yes, so he says, yep, the museum is kept locked. A security guard is visible through the building's front windows, oblivious to his surroundings. Perhaps you can find a way to get his attention and convince him to let you in. Yeah, you, you, it's a classic thing where you, which happens a lot in these scenarios, where you're gated, you've got to do things to, to do that. And I, I, do, I, do, like the, um, I do like the opening uh, museum entrance uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, it's uh, it really kind of does a great job of bringing. It seems that Arkham is full of neoclassical Victorian architecture, <laughs> and the museum is a classic one with the big columns and the sort of statues out the front. It's a very huge, imposing kind of building. Uh, like demonic gog, massive yeah. demonic gargoyles sat there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then really spooky looking trees <laughs> <laughs> with the moonlight behind them. Yeah, and, and, and obviously it's not a warm sunny evening either as you approach, you draw your <laughs> coat tighter. Uh, what's, what's the coat? Is it the survivor one? What's it called? The coat that gives you some protection? What's it called? A... Just a leather, leather coat, coat isn't it? Yes, yes. draw your Could coat ar- yeah, around your body to keep the wintry air away. The full moon drapes the building in an ominous bright moonlight. So it... Uh, you know, it, um, it 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 it's certainly a bit like with the campus, right? There's sort of that was like you know you felt like you were in jail and the fences, you know, they're kind of making it sound like it's 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 really quite spooky. Yes, which is is nice, is nice. I like that. And uh, as usual, the resign option is rather amusing. <laughs> <laughs> the resign option. How important can a book yeah. really be? Anyway? Let's just let's just walk it's away. It's just a book. <laughs> it's a bit dark. It's spooky. The door's locked. I really can't be bothered. Just yeah, I got. That's right. I'll just go home to the warm fire and just. I'll tap on the window. No, he didn't hear me. Now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's that's uh, that's rather that's rather nice uh, in that way. Uh, you know, it feels like it's going to be a night at the museum kind of thing, doesn't it? It really does. Um, yes, so, which is yeah. actually the name of one of the act cards. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah. It is too. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, like even the picture on the Act 1A, it, you know, instead of it just being a normal museum, there's doors open with this sort of glowing glow from below, you know, kind yeah. of trying to make it look very ominous. Down into the basement or something, yeah. Mm. So basically, we've got two options available to us now, haven't we, here at the entrance? Yes, we um, do. Yeah, we so do. if you look over at museum halls, it says you it's, you cannot move into it because it is locked. Mm. So our options are we can either investigate at the entrance to try and find a way in, so yep. basically get clues to advance, mm. or there is this action on the museum halls where we can take an action to test fight of five to try and break down the door. Uh, yeah. And if you are successful, you immediately advance. So either, either or, really, it's uh, it's we mm. we try and find a way in, or we force our way in, and yeah. either each of those will have different consequences later in the scenario. So basically, yeah. the choice you make here it will mm. determine which of the act twos you get. Yep. So yep. Um, if you break down the door. Mm. Uh, then you have Act 2, a, funnily enough, called Breaking and Entering. 
Whereas yep. if you just search for clues, um, then it's that is the night of the museum. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no sort of there's no consequences in the sense that you've bashed down a door and broken it or anything. It's not like the alarms go off and you get arrested. So it's it's not it's not really a consequential thing from that perspective, right? It's it's a bit different to that. Yeah. Um, sorry, the other thing we haven't had, I didn't mention as well. Um, if you spend the clues to advance, so you find a way in, um, and then the, you progress to Act 1B, that is at the point where you would then take control of Adam Lynch. Whereas it, at, at this stage, it looks like, oh, maybe that's the thing to do because you don't get control of anybody at that stage if you break in. But that will then get triggered later. Um, so yeah, you you get Adam Lynch um, and his. So you take control of him. So that means you put him in play. Yep. Um, he doesn't take up an ally slot, which is nice. Mm. But he only has one health, one horror. Mm -hmm. um, but his bonus ability is basically to help you out on the specific actions in the security office when we get there. Uh, but obviously yeah. we've not got there yet, so we don't know what the benefit is. So we'll come across that in a moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this really triggers what this campaign seems to do quite a bit of, which is, like we saw with the kidnapping, you can't save everybody. This, this, yes. this, this, this decision right at the beginning essentially um, dooms either Adam Lynch or Harold Wallstead to a horrible death. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, one yeah. of them will die. It's just a question of which one survives and which one dies, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because if you, if you break down the door, Adam Lynch is so spooked, he just goes racing off into the museum, sort of just goes... Yes bounding off and it seems like what happens is he just takes a wrong turn and the hunting horror just takes you know does him in kind of thing uh whereas if you take adam with you harold wallstead meets a grisly end in instead it's uh it's that kind of thing so yeah hmm. Hmm. so so at this point then we are in the museum halls one way or another either with adam lynch or without uh, and so now, um, whichever of the Act 2As we are on, our objective is if an investigator enters the Exhibit Hall, Restricted Hall, advance. Yeah. So that's that's um, pretty pretty straightforward, really, isn't it? Because that's really, that's the end game. So there's, I guess the nice thing about this scenario is that, you know, it's not it, it's not meandering in that sense. It's like once you've gotten into the museum, it's just get to that restrict i mean how you get there of course is going to take time but it's pretty straightforward right it's not like there's multiple acts and things to do and and people to defeat it's yeah. just like get yourself to the restricted hall and then once you're there it's 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 yeah so it's fairly linear i suppose is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah uh, and then the way we get to this exhibit hall which as we mentioned mm. before it's in the exhibit hall deck and it is card 4 5 or 6 in that pile um, so once you're in museum halls and you reveal the location, you can take an action to spend one clue per investigator as a group to put the top card of the exhibit deck into play unrevealed. Mm. Um, now, as we found out 
when we ran through this last week mm. as a refresher, you can game this quite significantly, yeah. can't you? You can. We uh, we potted around. We got enough clues. We put four exhibit hall locations into play, and then went and investigated the fourth one. And it was the ex- the restricted hall. Yeah, it was like a speed run, wasn't it? It it was it was which tends to undercut the idea that you're in this spooky museum, you don't know where you're going, and you need to kind of find your way around. I mean, it's going to be more like that the first time you play it, but you're right. The problem with the gaming is that that undermines the story in the sense that that's not what you'd be doing, right? You would would be sort of wandering around these exhibit halls uh, and you would be trying to find the right one because you've never, you just don't know. Whereas in a way, there's a knowingness to going, oh, we'll just, you know, put out three of them and just ignore them. Uh, and and you know that kind of thing and so i, I you know I, when i think about this scenario and i and i think of um i think of the 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 museum one in uh in carcosa so in echoes of the past it's structured so there's like two floors and and you know so i think they could have mm. done something where maybe you get clues to get into the first part of the museum which is the first three and you've got a do some of that first to allow you to then get into the second three or something. Do you know what I mean? Something that would have reflected more a search for the restricted hall rather than you can yeah. just put them all out. In, or in maybe you way. could only put one out if there are no unrevealed ones already in play, something like that, to force you to actually search through all of these rooms to try and find the one you're looking for. Whereas we literally went, oh, it's somewhere down the end of the corridor. We'll go in the fourth door. Yep, there it yeah, is. We there it is, exactly. <laughs> and, and the other thing that, that it makes that sort of even worse is that, um, and I mean, we'll talk about these locations in a second, but the security in the admin office, they whichever one you get, they there's not an equal number of clues on them. So in some circumstances, you can end up with Two, four clues per investigator from the security yes. and admin office. In some, you could end up with just two clues per investigator, which would barely yeah. get you for, through the first three. So if yeah. you're lucky, you can end up with, you know, you can end up in the second three lots of exhibit halls just because you happen to get, you know, pull the right two locations. I don't know why they made them different. It probably would have been better if they'd made them the same, that you end up yes. with about three clues, which gets you the first three exhibit halls. And then, like you say, you have to do something else before you can get to the next three exhibit halls. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think that must be how it played out for us. We probably had those yes. two, two clue locations, which meant we had enough clues That's right. to reveal four halls. Correct. I mean, it was still a one in three chance that that fourth one was the the uh, restricted location. And yeah. we were lucky in that it was, but yeah. it, it does sort of take something out of it. It, it does. It takes, it, like it, yeah, it's like some, some scenario. I think like the first two scenarios do a really good job of feeling like you're in the story you're in a you're in a casino and you're asking people questions and trying to get to the back door you know trying to find whoever you're finding uh, and on campus you're prowling around but this one i think they were trying to do that and and it works to a degree but i think it's just undercut a little bit 
by yeah. the, the, the the structure. Like you say, you can game it. And also sometimes you can just end up with with the restricted hall really quickly uh, and other times I can imagine you don't because you only start with two clues per investigator from admin and security mm. and it's and the restricted halls are at the bottom of, of the six you know what I mean and you you, you just kind of get nowhere um, yeah so interesting isn't it so so I think they refine this idea a little bit more in later campaigns and and i still enjoy this scenario don't get me wrong but i think like you say you can kind of game it a bit right yeah i think part of the issue is uh because of the way it instructs you to construct the exhibit deck is you know how it is constructed so it's not completely random whereas um i thought if i can't remember what the name of the uh scenario is i think it's later in dunwich isn't it where you have um you're looking for a key and a, and a chamber, and they're all hidden behind the locations that are in play. Oh, blood and on the altar! Truly <laughs> random. Blood on the yeah, altar. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yes. Um, so I guess we'll be talking about that one in a couple of months. Yes. Um, but yeah, that is truly random. It's it's still a similar thing. You're randomising it based on the cards you've got, but you yes. have no idea which of the six it is going to be under. Yes. Yes. So it does force you. To, I mean, again, you could still be lucky and find it straight away, but sure, you can't game it. Yeah, exactly, and I, I think you're right. There's two there's two elements to that structure and randomness. So it's it's there's the randomness, but also the the the, the locations are structured in a way rather than just being sort of laid out. Whereas in this one, they're sort of just fairly just sort of laid out. You know what I mean? There's no structure to it. It's not like there's different floors of exhibit halls or there's two groups of exhibit halls or something. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. additional structure to make it more challenging. I mean, I know there are pairs of exhibit halls which are sort of linked together, which is a bit weird, but it, there's no there's no kind of structure really after the first few cards, the security office, admin, entrance and halls, and then it's just kind of linear, right? You've just got these halls in front of you. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they all connect to the museum hall, so it's not as though you have to go through one to get to another. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so it it it's a bit it's a bit unstructured from 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 that perspective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, this this um, mechanic gets refined in the Forgotten Age with the introduction of the explore mechanic, and that yes. then yeah, introduces yeah. the idea that you can only put it in play if it meets a certain rule, yep. such as connecting to your location, and that. Is yeah. a more thematic way of of exploring. Um, yeah. So that's they've obviously taken on um, feedback from this as they yeah. develop it further in later campaigns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, um, so yeah. So we're in the. So we. So, um, there's lots of rich flavor text and stuff on some of this admin and security office, aren't there? Sort of. It's interesting yes. how they present them. Yeah, so the the uh, unrevealed side of the admin office, a sturdy wooden door with a plaque next to it reads administration. In the hall outside the doorway, you see a row of paintings depicting the museum's many curators through the years, each adorned with the name and years of employment. And this bit makes me smile. Perhaps it's your imagination. <laughs> but they look more distressed in recent years. <laughs> yeah, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> that is brilliant. And sort you of just, have this you image. You can almost of imagine it's like a like a I don't know like an airplane film or something or a naked gun, and you as you're looking along the corridor, yeah. they're looking yeah. more and more withered and scared yeah. and 
probably yeah. biting their fingernails on the very last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last guy's hair's everywhere, and he's got this wild look in his eyes, and he's got a gun to his head or something. You know, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the last one's missing. It's just an empty chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just a uh, the, yeah. That's right. There's just a chair falling over and a sort of pair of feet or something. That's. All there is. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, um, the admin office is. Uh, I suppose it's very ordered. <laughs> it's... Well, yeah, sort of, yeah, that's that's your flavour text once you reveal it, isn't it? It is meticulously organised. From the books in alphabetical order on the shelves to the stacks of forms organised by category on each desk, a coat is draped over one of the nearby chairs. Perhaps someone other than the security guard is still here at this late hour. Mmm, tapping so his I'm chin. Ass- I'm assuming that's Harold Wallstead. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think that's that, that's right. I, it, I think it's sort of yeah, hinting that, like, of course, after the first time you play, you know there are there. Are, well, you already know Harold's probably going to be here somewhere, right? But uh, mm. yeah, it is hinting that there's somebody else here. I also find it kind of amusing that um, um, it, it, it's so meticulous that uh, you can't investigate unless you, if you have four or fewer resources or four or fewer cards in your hand, which sort of suggests that unless you're really well resourced intellectually and cognitively you're just not going to be able to find anything because it's so neat and tidy or something i'm not sure I'm quite that's, sure that's, but... that almost seems the wrong way around though yeah Surely it does it's doesn't so it yeah. tidy, it should be easier to find that's things right. that's right but for some reason you've got to have more four more than four cards or more than four resources depending on which which option you choose hmm. uh, and and for some reason it it's kind of a bit strange. Like I said, the one way you need four or fewer, you, can, you you need more than four resources has only one clue per investigator, but a shroud of one. You know what I mean? So there's this sort of difference between the two. Mm. I'm not really sure why they why they made that decision to do it that way, but um, obviously, uh, you know, I think I think the trade off with 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 one shroud is you're better off more clues than fewer clues. Yeah, and I'm guessing the fact that it's a low shroud either way, one and two, mm. that does reflect how well organised it is and it would be easy to find something. So yeah, I'm not yeah, quite yeah. sure on thematically why there's the restriction on mm. the resources and cards in hand mm. other than to maybe just slow you down a little bit. Slow you down. That's 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 exactly... That's, that's all there is. <laughs> yeah. And then over at the security office... Um, mm. The unrevealed flavour text is a plaque next to this doorway reads security. Funny that. The door is ajar and inside you catch the scent of blood. Mm. Not not as secure as it perhaps would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you're in there, somebody must have left the security office in a hurry. Blood stains the floor under the desk nearby. There are some maps of the museum in here as well. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not I don't quite follow the logic here of there being blood in the security office. Because no. We could, depending on how you played it, you could have the security guard stood right next to you. So whose blood is it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we know we know someone's going to get murdered. It's either Adam or Harold, but they don't get murdered in the security office. They get murdered somewhere in the um, in, in the museum. They don't they don't get m- murdered here. So you're right. It, I think. 
I think it probably would have worked better if... Obviously, we've got a different Act 2A depending on whether we've broken in or not. So I think maybe it would have been better to have a different version of these two rooms depending on how we've mm. gone in. Because mm. then, it, yeah, you could have that there's blood on the floor in the security office if mm. you haven't got Adam Lynch with you, but there isn't if you do. Yes, I mean? exactly. That that would have that would have made it that kind of would have made more sense mm. because at the moment I don't really understand why the security office is in disarray. It doesn't it it's in I mean if you look at the picture it looks like there's been some major shit's gone down here. Apparently Adam Lynch is oblivious. <laughs> in fact, when I played this, it's only when we played it and sort of started looking I I always just imagined Adam Lynch was in the security office and uh, and was kind of, and then I realised, oh no, he's not, and he doesn't know because surely he would say something. He doesn't know that this has happened in the security office. It's you know, yeah, yeah it's a major one. It says mm. the security guard was visible through the building's front windows, oblivious mm. to his surroundings, mm. and then we're trying to get his attention to let us in. Mm. So he he was he was just wandering around with his torch, just yep. making sure everything was all right, I guess, but. Something has happened in the security office, and it's not clear what. No, and and the security guard himself is oblivious to whatever it is, which is. Uh, well, I don't think he's much of a security guard to start with because he's new, isn't he? He's not, he's, he's, he he's, is. Yes, yes. We didn't yeah. cover that, did we? When you, uh, if you spend yeah. the clues to advance, <laughs> you tap the car at the window nearest <laughs> the guard, and it makes him jump. What do you want? He asks timidly. You explain the situation. They tell him he's in grave danger. He warily opens the front door of the museum, shaking his head. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's brave. Whereas isn't if he? you break in, like you said earlier, he sees you, cries out in fear, and then rushes towards the back of the museum. So that's a great security guard. One sign of danger, and he runs away. Unless there's been these other spooky goings on that have. Put him on edge, perhaps. Yeah, Possibly. yeah. I don't. Know. Yeah, it's uh, anyway. The, uh, so this security office office is a little bit of a. It just it's just not clear why it's all in disarray, um, but it's a helpful place to be. And depending on what which one you get, I think one is there's useful supplies, and that's where you can search your your deck. Whereas the other yeah. one is that says there's maps in here which allow you to look at the other side of Museum Hall. So sort of again, it allows you to kind of work out which ones you should go to or not. Which yeah is kind of okay, but the problem is you know it's not going to be the top three. So it's the design of the scenario undercuts that that function a little yes. bit right because it's not insignificant you've got to spend two actions to do it unless you've got adam lynch with you if you've got adam lynch with you his ability brings that down to one action yeah that's that's yeah. true but it's like well you'd only use it with the second lot of exhibit halls you know what i mean it's yeah 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 so and you may get the other security office where you don't get to use it at all so it's only half the time you would get it and then you yes. would only need it for half the exhibit halls. <laughs> so it kind of feels a little bit marginal, I suppose, you know. Mm. Um, so, well, I suppose yeah. the other version of the security office, you're, you, you, every turn you can search the top six cards of your deck for a card. So it may be that 
you have stuff in your deck that would help you yeah. investigating the rest of the exhibit hall. So, so there is a bonus both ways, but hmm. yeah, it's not huge, I don't think, unless no, I'm missing we, something. No, it isn't. And compare it to the map ability in Forgotten Age. I mean, that map, you know, if you take the map along... Again, spoilers. We better put a Forgotten Age spoiler at the beginning of this. (laughs) I've just realised. But in that one, if you've got the map, it makes a huge difference, right? It's like like we wouldn't go without the map. I wouldn't. You know, it's like it makes such a massive difference to to things, whereas this feels pretty marginal, to be honest. Like you say, the other one is much more useful. Um, You know, if you, for example, you're a... I don't know, a Leo or a Roland or someone like that, and your weapon hasn't appeared, um, it's a great way of, um, you know, getting through your deck and find something, right? So shall is it worth just going flicking through the various exhibit halls that we could come across? Oh, yes. Um, aren't they Aren't they many and varied? <laughs> definitely. With some quite amusing um, flavor text on some of these as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I was laughing my head off. I've never, I've never had so much fun reading some of these. Like, whoever put them together is quite a sense of humor, I have to say. So, what we got first? The first one I've got here is the Athabascan exhibit, which I showed oh, my yes. ignorance. I did not know what that meant. I had to Google no. it, but then it yes. actually is half answered in the flavor text anyway. Yes. Uh, I, think it, I think it basically means um, North American. Um, yeah, sort indigenous of, North American yeah. sort of culture, which is everything from yes. the Navajo to the Apache. It's like a, it's a bit of a, a large area, I think, of uh, of yeah, culture and, it, and things. And it covers Alaska as well, which mm. then it says the strange chill fills this hall as if the climate of the Alaskan wilderness has travelled along with the artifacts on display. Yes, and there's some quite sort of grotesque. Mm. Are, they, are they masks or heads? I'm not quite sure what they are suspended in that tank. Not a tank, is it? No, it's just a dis- it's just display. Just display, yes. and then there's a totem and other things. Look, it looks a bit like grotesque fish in a tank. To me. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I think it's trying to kind of give the idea it's cold in here. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a chill. Um, although I have to say, I wouldn't be happy to get this exhibit hall. I think this is the one I gave a big cross for because this is... Is this one really kind of doesn't give you very much? It's not. It's kind of it's, one it's you just don't a hard want to get. Stop, isn't it? This one. There are yes. no clues, and you lose all of your remaining actions as soon as you walk in. Yep. But but you can evade a lot while you're here. Yeah, oh, great! Fantastic. Evade. Yeah, great. Yeah, thanks. which I suppose if the hunting horror comes swooping down, um, I guess that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it it it's not one, it's not one you really want to stumble into if you can avoid it really and i must i uh, uh, sorry about this we didn't touch on the flavor text on the re- unrevealed side of all of these cards oh what yes alluring artifacts are displayed inside alluring <laughs> do they too hold a sinister secret dun dun dun, dun. yes indeed <laughs> and they've got a tyrannosaurus rex apparently in the uh arkham uh, in the miskatonic museum it's a bloody big museum. Oh yeah. Isn't it? Oh yeah. Sorry. Yes. The uh, I was I was looking at the revealed side then to try and find a dinosaur that I'd missed. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, the Medusa exhibit, um, which um, which the picture looks rather alarming, uh, asks you an alarming question: Would you immortalize such a terrible fate? 
I was going to say, is this suggesting that Medusa was real in the Arkham universe? We appear to have here a load of people turned to stone, terrified by Medusa. So it's two shroud, one clue per investigator here, and but at least we get at least a victory point. So um, unlike the uh, Athabascan exhibit, at least you can get something out of it. Yeah, this is a good one. I mean, this is one you'd, you'd, you'd you know, you'd want. Yeah, the, the only negative here is um, after failing a skill test while investigating this location, discard an asset you control. But it is only a two-shroud location, so it's not too bad. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it It's it's one of the better ones that you would, you'd probably want to... I mean, it's not so many clues on there, but they should be, you know, relatively easy to get, yeah. Next one I have is the nature exhibit. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Lovely flavour text. Nothing <laughs> about this exhibit is natural. <laughs> but this is this is a this is a tough one. It's a four shroud location with one clue mm. per investigator, and as soon as you enter, you have to discard two cards at random oh, as well. I so it's quite a, quite a tough one. This one again. There's another victory point on, on yeah. offer here. Yeah, it's a tough victory point to earn, though. My goodness, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oof. That's that you know, like that. That is tough. And then um, I've got here the Egyptian exhibit. Uh, wow, I thought this Miskatonic Museum was large, but I didn't realise how large it is. If you look at this picture, <laughs> it look looks like it. Unless there's a mirror, it looks like it goes on forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And uh, I I do like the text on this: sandstone sculptures and bejeweled artifacts from another era clutter this exhibit, like the tomb of an ancient pharaoh. So. Um, a lot of stuff. This is the opposite of the administration office. It's kind of stuff everywhere. And I guess that's why you lose in action if you fail an investigation here because it's just yeah. so much stuff happening. Uh, uh, yeah, I like the picture too. It's, it's great. Two clues per investigator on offer here on a three shroud location. So if you've not been lucky enough to get the higher clue versions mm. of the security office and the admin office, at least if you stumble across this one, um, yeah, you might. It gives you a chance to progress. Okay. Next one we have is Hall of the Dead. Hall um, of the Dead. <laughs> again, I love this flavour text. I need. This is the Hall of the Dead. <laughs> I need no reminder of my mortality. I know my death is imminent. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like the Egyptian exhibit, it's three shroud and two clues per investigator. Um, only this time, if you fail a skill test while you're investigating, you have to take a horror. Yes. I guess you are horrified by what, what you see around you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So many and many and varied uh, locations, um, and uh, some more welcome than others. No, no question about that. And this is, I think this goes back to the point that, like you were saying, if you get the good versions of the security office and the admin office and you're already flush with clues it's less of a big deal, right? But yeah. you could potentially, in your first three draws, like if you end up, I'm just thinking about this, just say you start, you know, you, there's, there's, there's two of you and you get the one, one, so you've only got four clues from admin and security and you've got to, yes. so you can only uncover two, is that right? Yeah, two That's locations. Right, yeah. And you get the, the Ath Athabascan, and you get the uh, nature exhibit. Things are looking pretty grim. <laughs> Things Definitely, are looking yes. pretty grim for you, aren't they? It's like, and I'm not sure how that works story-wise because it's like you kind of what you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're going, and you end up kind of lost in the in the nature exhibit or something. 
oh, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah. It, but you know, it could it, you can you can just purely by chance, you know that that could happen, and and you you really you're really going to then have a bit of trouble finding where you need to get to. Final the final exhibit hall is the one we're looking for, um, the restricted hall, um, and the uh, the flavour text is simply exhibit not yet open. And as soon as we step into this location, that's when we would then advance the act. Uh, so again, depending on whether we were breaking and entering or not, yep. Yep. Uh, we have a slightly different uh, reverse of the um, yes. of Act Two. Hmm. Uh, so if if we broke and entered, so that was mm -hmm. when we broke and entered, that scared the security guard. He cleared off. So this yep. is the point you would you would stumble across Harold Wallstead. It says when you enter the restricted hall, you find the curator of the museum clutching an ornate statue as if it were a club. His suit stained with blood. Well, that explains the blood earlier. Yeah. Uh, a panicked expression on his face. The security guard you saw earlier lies in a pool of blood nearby. His intestines strewn about in a grotesque display. Your stomach turns and you resist the urge to vomit. I try to stop it, but... The curator says quietly, his voice quivering. Whatever did this, it's still nearby. And so mm. then you can take control of Harold. Yep. Who uh, will give you a plus two... Um, I've forgotten the term book <laughs> while investigating miskatonic locations, which is very handy. <laughs> it, it is handy. It's not so handy in this scenario because we've already been through all of the miskatonic locations to find him. <laughs> oh, oh, but the, the restricted hall is miskatonic. Yes, yes, so and, yes, it and, helps you on that. On yeah. that one, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, though. But it would have been good to have it for the nature exhibit. <laughs> you potentially just investigated eight or nine other miskatonic <laughs> locations. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. Where were you when yeah. we needed you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also, we didn't mention this earlier. Like Adam Lynch as well, um, mm. they both have this forced effect that, first of all, they only have one health and one sanity. Uh, and there's the forced effect that if either of them leaves play, they get removed from the game and you get an extra token in the chaos bag. So it's sort of in your interest to try and keep these guys alive or whichever guy you ended up with uh, to, to the end of the scenario. Yeah, and there's a sort of a mirror thing going on here. Adam Lynch helps you in the early game and Harold Eng helps you in the end game, essentially. Yes, Yes, Isn't it? yes, and they, they both turn up at the point they are needed, I guess. Yeah, uh, and, and one of them meets a grisly death with his intestines everywhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, whereas the other way round, if, uh, if we didn't break and enter, and we have Adam with us at this stage when we step into the restricted hall, when you enter the restricted hall, you find the curator of the museum lying in a pool of blood, his intestines strewn about in a grotesque display. Mm. Uh, whatever did this, it's still nearby. And so now is where we are introduced to the hunting horror, if we have not met him already. Uh, so we have to nice. search the encounter deck discard pile, the void and all play areas for the hunting horror and pop it there in the exhibit hall with you. So if, so if you've fast. managed to if you've managed to do things super fast, you know, you've managed to get through super fast. You can't avoid the hunting horror. This is where the hunting horror is going to turn up no matter what. Yes. And then that takes us to Act 3A, searching mm. for the tome. Somewhere mm. here in this area is Olas Wormius's Latin translation of the Necronomicon. Mm. You must find it and escape if you can. And the objective is if there are no clues in the exhibit hall, restricted hall, we yep. can advance. 
But the exhibit hall has this extra text on it saying while the hunting horror is at this location, it cannot be investigated. Yes. So we're in there, blood all over the floor, guts and everything, but now the hunting horror has just slithered out and we have to deal with him or her before we can actually progress the story. Yes. Now, can I? Uh, maybe it would be a good point to just talk about the hunting horror a little bit um, because the agenda essentially is the same thing over and over again, right? So the all the agenda is doing is if the hunting horror is not already out, it just brings the hunting horror out every time you, you progress the agenda. And also mm. when, he come, when, when he enters play, we add Shadow Spawned to it as well. Yep. And we... Or if Shadow Spawned is already on it, it gets a resource added to it. So yeah, yeah, interesting mechanic to beef the hunting horror up. Yeah, and I guess it's trying to get this idea that um, each time it attacks and gets repelled, the, the the museum is getting darker and it's getting bigger. It's sort of getting more, getting stronger. But it seems a little bit clumsy having two. I wonder why they needed two cards. Couldn't they have just, like, you know, you've got always when you bring out the hunting horror, you've got to bring out this extra card to tag along with it because they're never separated, right? You can't have the hunting horror without the its its other card that goes with it, right? The, I wonder if it's literally just down to the amount of text and they couldn't mm. fit it all on one card. Yeah, the yeah, Hunting Horror's yeah. card is pretty full text-wise, isn't it? Because of that it is. um, clumsily worded forced ability. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. basically reveal a token if it's a symbol he readies. Yes. At the start of the enemy phase. But it yeah. takes only four lines to explain that. Yeah. And in the other thing about the Hunting Horror, a little bit like the rest of this campaign, is this is another example of a monster just being there or turning up without any there's sort of no explanation as to why it's there you know what i mean so we saw this mm. in the first two scenarios that there's just this monster there we're not we don't know how it got there why it's there and again this makes it different like for example in uh in in the um, the other museum campaign that I, I keep referring to which is echoes of the past for example in that one you know, it's much more that there's cultists running around the museum while you're there trying to get something when you're trying to get it at the same time, you know what I mean? And so there's this race between you and the cultists to try and find um, the book or whatever it is. I can't remember what it is for that particular scenario. But this this feels a bit more tacked on, you know? This feels a bit more like mm. it. we don't know why it's there. It's sort of just there you know it's sort of this thing again of sort of having a monster in the scenario without any real understanding of what how it got there or why it's there and why adam lynch and harold walstead aren't particularly concerned about it or maybe they you know they're they're, they're in the same position we are there's a whole bunch of acolytes of yog soth off running around causing havoc but whilst we interface with them a little bit it, it feels like we we don't very much. It's more just these sort of one-off monsters or a couple of monsters that sort of cr crash into the scenario without rhyme or reason, and they're the things we have to deal with. I mean, it's fine, 
I mean, it's not like it's like terrible or anything. It, it, it's a perfectly fine mechanic. It's just not really, not really clear why it's here or that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just there. Whether it's I don't know. Whether it's somebody was messing around with the Necronomicon and summoned it. Whether mm. it's I don't know. I don't know. You're right. It's, there's no explanation. Hmm. It's just there. And and it's <laughs> and it's and it's not like with. it's there to stop us getting the. Is it there to stop us getting the Necronomicon, or is it there to try and get the Necronomicon itself, or is it just? It's just coincidence. <laughs> You know what I mean? Look, lucky us, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, is Armitage going to say later, oh, and by the way, at the museum, just watch out for that hunting horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were messing around earlier. You'll never guess what we summoned up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there are, uh, and, and I mean, it does it does put a lot of tension. I mean, you you know, depending again... In some games, you can barely see the hunting horror until, like you say, you get to Act 3A if you're fast enough. Whereas in others, the hunting horror could turn up multiple times, right? Particularly if you get the yes. slithering behind you encounter card and you're just sort of unlucky, you know, and the agenda sort of moves forward quite at quite a pace. I was going to say, each time the agenda advances, you he'll come back into play. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, Like you say, it, yeah. can, it can be summoned from the encounter deck as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he really—I mean, he's the—he or she, I should say—it it is the biggest variable, really, in the um, in the scenario. Because I think with the agenda, there's about twenty. You've got about twenty turns. I think you've got twenty turns, right? You've got nineteen, and we start. So you've got twenty turns, yes. and it takes a couple of turns to sort of get going and get into the museum hall. So you've got about eighteen turns to get to those bottom three exhibits, which doesn't feel too bad. I mean, compared no. to, you know, Mid Midnight Mass or something, it's it's a it's a leisurely stroll on a summer's evening, you know. <laughs> but uh, what could really mess things up is um, the hunting horror and whether you are restricted and how many clues you're managing to get, I guess. One thing we haven't touched on in mm. this podcast so far is the contents of the chaos bag. Mm. Um, so the the standard, mm. in terms of the symbols, is a couple of skulls and a cultist. So no tablet, no elder thing. Uh, and I'm just trying to remember now. That I think that I think a tablet gets added to the bag if you didn't save the students. Mm -hmm. I think that's right, or was or was it an elder thing? Let me have a look. I've just got it here. One or the other. Let's have a look. It's a tablet. Uh, tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then an elder thing gets added to the bag if you cheated. Yep. Yes, so that's right. So it's yep. interesting to see how these mm. earlier decisions can actually affect you. So if you didn't save the students, you now have a tablet in the bag, and the tablet mm. is a minus two, and whether you fail or not, you have to return a clue to your current location. Ouch. So that's that is quite a significant yeah. penalty there. For this um, for this scenario, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. And then the elder thing uh, is a minus three. If you fail, discard an asset you control. But at least if you pass, you keep it. That tablet yeah. one is quite nasty for this scenario. So it's like the guilt mm. of letting those students die. 
uh, is getting to you a little bit. Getting to you, yeah. And interesting, the cultist one is, uh, it's only a minus one, but if you do fail, so if you're being a bit, you know, playing it a bit close to the edge, you've got to get the hunting horror, right? <laughs> so yes. there's another way of getting the hunting horror add onto the table as well. And you really, you really want to minimise that because what you don't want to end up is you're in the exhibit hall, you've got to get, you know, your clues and, you know, the hunting horror has got like plus two or plus three on it or something, you know, it becomes really tough. Um, yeah. The other thing I, I, I realise is one of the encounter cards um, is ephemeral exhibits. I don't know if you saw this one. Ephemeral exhibits. Uh, which 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 had a bit of nice flavour text on it as well, um, <laughs> which yes. is a test an intellect of three. If you fail, lose an action for each point you fail by, so it just sort of delays you. But this is thing: are you watching the exhibits or the exhibits watching you? My <laughs> God, she's in this. She's in this spooky kind of um, place where they're all sort of wearing sort of look like medieval clothing and uh you're just not sure yeah they all look a bit spooky yeah there's somebody watching it from the balcony as well yeah there is actually yeah i just assumed that was the investigator but um maybe not oh yeah maybe that's an investigator and this is a no that's not a mannequin is it that is actually no that is actually the yeah the investigator at the front interesting yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. So um, so here we are in the uh, restricted hall. We've found it. And the hunting horror is on us, so we can't do any investigating tool. So basically, you've got to fight these things. There's no way you, you'd do yes. this as a solo seeker. <laughs> no, no. He's, he's, his basic stats are fight of two, health of three, and two evade, but they all yeah. get boosted by shadow spawned by one each for yes. each resource on shadow spawned. Yeah, uh, and I think, I think the the wasn't the ruling that when it returns to the void, don't the tokens mm. stay on shadow spawn? Yes, they so do. So that next That's time right. it comes out, another resource goes on That's him, right. and he's beefed up even further. So That's right. the third time he comes out, you're dealing with five fight, eight health, seven yeah. five. No, sorry, four. Yeah, third time he comes out, he'll be five, six, five. Yeah, stats. So these, yeah, get, yeah gets quite uh, quite significant. So what it suggests is this scenario really does reward. I mean, some quite a lot of scenarios do, but this scenario does reward speed. It's yes. saying that if you get to this Necronomicon quick, you can get out fast, and that's. That's sort of the way. This isn't like a stroll in the woods. This is, there's, you know, you really don't want to be messing around uh, in this museum, essentially. But obviously, the downside there, though, you, you race through it to get the successful resolution as easily as possible. But because mm. you've raced through it, you've not gained as much experience. And yes. so you can't um, upgrade your deck quite as much because yes. yeah, if you play like we played last week, uh, <laughs> straight straight to the exhibit hall, and I think yeah. we earned something like one XP or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> right, that's right. Rather than lingering and oh, let's go and have a look at the Medusa exhibit. Oh, you know, you could sort of wander wander around. And again, if the, if it's a four player game, that's going to be much more 
what's going to happen, right? Because there's more people. Everybody can sort of wander into a hall and, you know, and, and, and sort of do it that way. Uh, so, but yes, if you don't want to get caught up with the hunting horror too much, like you say, you're not going to see very much and therefore you're not going to learn very much. And so you won't get much experience from it. No. Mm. No. And it's not like the hunting horror... The hunting horror itself doesn't have a. It's not like you can get any victory points from the hunting horror itself. So because no, um, you never defeat it, do you? No, no. Um, it's and it's not like if it's in the void at the you know the end of the scenario, for example, you get the the victory points or something like that. You just don't get any, which is kind of a bit bit rough, really, when you think about it. It's a little bit on the rough side because um, it can mean that you can. I mean, and even then, the, there's not, there's what, four victory points to be had in the whole thing? Um, I think there's five in total, because the Where exhibit hall's got one. There's four on the other exhibit hall location. Oh, and then there's, there's a restriction. Yeah, the so five. there's five, yeah. yeah. Which isn't, isn't massive, really. So I think you're right. It sort of it suggests a quick in, quick out, don't really learn very much in the process kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So then, um, yeah. Once we defeat the hunting horror, or at least getting back to the void, should I say, we can then investigate the exhibit hall. Um, shroud of three, two clues per investigator. So we hoover those clues up, and then we can progress the act. The picture shows the Necronomicon quite proudly displayed right there. Not sure why you need, <laughs> you need so many clues to play. It's not like it's uh, the Egyptian exhibit where you're looking for things in a sort of untidy room. I mean, I'm looking at this so picture here. It looks like it's yeah, it's 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 pretty obvious where it is. So I'm not sure why it, it takes you so many clues to kind of uh, yeah. I suppose it's just a wave. <laughs> I guess we don't know which of those halls it is in, uh, or even, yeah, though there was, uh, even though there was a map in the security office. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we uh, we then advance Act 3A. Uh, so, yes, if there are no clues remaining on the exhibit hall restricted or advance, at last you find the locked case. Yay! Yeah, well, you could smash it, I suppose. <laughs> the tome, over 800 pages in length, is filled with all manner of macabre imagery, formulae, spells, prophecies, and descriptions of creatures from beyond the threshold of space. It's Harry Without Potter. Doubt... It's, it's Harry Potter. Isn't that Harry Potter? <laughs> Without a doubt, it is a dangerous book, but its secrets could be very useful. Don't. So there we have a very interesting Ooh. decision. Yes. Um, and I think, isn't, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the first time we have, we just make a, we just make a choice and mm -hmm. that will then give you a different resolution it's not That's based right. on how you've played the game nope. it's you make a decision now yes it's either too dangerous to keep around we have to destroy it resolution one or it's too valuable to destroy we have to keep it safe resolution two and again again here's this theme of one or the other you know what i mean it's like this theme of either or you know there's uh, you know it's like everything seems to be you can only save one person the other one gets kidnapped you know what i mean one person's yes. going to get murdered 
one you know it's like it's it's very binary there's a lot of binary things going on in this particular campaign so first of all let's have a look at the necronomicon itself that might help us decide whether we want to keep it or not uh, it's a very ominous looking book and uh, the flavor text says it was abdul alhazred's magnum opus this is a lovecraft yeah yeah he was yeah he was the sort of mad mad prophet who created the necronomicon that 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 lovecraft was always banging on about um ah. so yeah he 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 uh he created the original one and uh so that's yeah that's why it's his magnum opus right. but then it got translated okay. multiple this is a specific times. translation isn't it yes yeah so it's it's, a, it's an asset uh it costs mm. two to put it in play but mm. when it's in play you get plus one um uh, intellect Mm-hmm. And as an, and you can also take an action to gain two resources, which doesn't exhaust it. So you could gain, mm. you, you could just sit there and just money, money, <laughs> money, money, money. Yes. <laughs> and also, obviously, it's 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 a static boost to your uh, yes. your intellect for your investigation throughout the rest of the campaign. So the question is, do we give in to temptation and take keep the Necronomicon or do we destroy it? And interestingly, there are consequences uh, later on in the campaign, which um, we can touch on now. I might have missed something, but I believe there is only one direct consequence, and that Mm. is when you're setting up uh, Where Doom Awaits, which is the next to last scenario. There's three different changes to the setup. Uh, The first one is if you restore Silas Bishop on a later scenario, the second one is if the Necronomicon was stolen. Mm. And the third is anything else. Um, so basically, um, Seth isn't there if we restored Silas. Mm. Seth is there if the Necronomicon was stolen. Seth is there, but he is damaged for any other outcome. Mm. Um, so the decision is then, we destroy the Necronomicon or we take custody of the Necronomicon. Mm. Uh, looking at those two resolutions, if you take the Necronomicon, you get to add it to your deck, or one of you does, should I say, mm. but you have to add an Elder Thing Chaos token for the rest of the campaign. Mm. And then subsequently, if you are defeated in any other scenario and you have the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. it is then classed as stolen anyway. Yep. So you could give it to Temptation, take the Necronomicon, get an extra Chaos token in the bag, and then lose it on the very next scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I guess it's all down to how well you think you can survive each scenario as to mm. whether there's the benefit. Because otherwise you could end up with that Elder Thing token in the bag for the rest of the campaign and no Necronomicon anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the other problem with it is it's not a permanent. So it's not like it sits you know right there all the time you've still got to find it and play it haven't you each round each uh, scenario yeah now i suppose if you're someone like a daisy or uh uh harvey walters who really kind of deals in tomes a lot uh and you know you're using people like Witten green so you get extra tome slots and all that kind of thing then i can see that you know there could be an advantage to taking it. But I think apart from that, it starts to feel a bit, and you wouldn't know this at the first time you play, but it feels of a course, bit marginal. Of it feels a bit marginal because you would have to 
draw it and then you'd have to use it and get the benefit from it. But the downsides are quite significant and they're lasting throughout, like you say. So it feels pretty yeah, marginal. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, it's not just one thing happens later on no. in the scenario. You are adding a bad chaos token. And I mean, just looking at this scenario, obviously we wouldn't mm. it wouldn't take effect on this scenario. But the elder thing token was a minus three, which was significantly yep. the highest negative um symbol token. Um, and I suspect it's it's the same on on subsequent scenarios. And and you yeah. could conceivably if you cheated if you um and in in extracurricular activity if you didn't save the students isn't that right you get a tablet yeah if you didn't save the students you get a tablet and if you cheated you get an elder thing oh and then adam lynch say you he dies you know hunting horror and all that so there's two tablets then you take the necronomicon there's so you could end up with two elder things and two tablets moving forward yes which starts yes. to really really mess with the significantly chaos worse than your odds doesn't it yes. yeah 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 it starts to it, it it's it's an it's it's actually from a story perspective it's really great because what it's showing is is that the consequences of what's happening are starting to build quite nastily uh from a gameplay perspective it's making things quite a bit more chaotic and, and nasty uh, yes, yes, it's it's not a change to the story as such. It's just making things more difficult for you because of the decisions you've made, or or the or the things you let happen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I think you know the first time you play, you, I can imagine you'd be, why would you burn it? Geez, I'm sure it's something that can help me, but actually, I think for most investigators. And I can imagine for a solo investigator with relative low, low intellect, it might be attractive as well. You know, yeah. um, I can imagine yeah, if you resource poor as well, resource poor is going to say, what's that? What's that um, weakness where you start with too fewer resources uh, indebted? Like indebted, if you yeah. if you're if you've got indebted for the whole game, you might think, well, this is something that can help me. Yeah, like, that's right. So mm. there are some. There are some, but I think for most of the time, you're probably better off burning the bloody thing. <laughs> yes, I would agree there, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so, yes. Uh, yeah, shall we, let's just, I know we've just talked about the mechanics of the two resolutions mm. there, but shall we uh, look at it from a story point of view? So yes. the first one is, yes. no resolution was reached, each investigator resigned or was defeated. Whatever the creature in the museum was, you neither had the will nor the tools to destroy it. It seems you must give up any hope of recovering the Necronomicon. Even so, there are others depending on you. Gathering your courage, you prepare for your next task. So yeah. then, yes, campaign log, we failed to recover the Necronomicon. Mm -hmm. So resolution one, which is we destroyed the Necronomicon. As long as this translation of the Necronomicon exists, there will be sorcerers and other foul agents like Watley seeking it. In the end, you know what must be done to protect humanity from the threats you've seen. You find a trash bin, fill it with books and documents, throwing the Necronomicon on top. It takes several matches to set the contents of the bin alight. The flames fill the room with heat and the creeping shadows retreat from its light. You watch the book burn for some time, its pages turn to ash. You can only hope you've made the right decision. Mm. And yes, so we record in the campaign log that we have destroyed it. And then resolution two, which is where it gets interesting... 
The Necronomicon is more than just a book. It is a tool within its pages. It's a wealth of information about the forces and creatures you have encountered. Knowing how useful it could be in your endeavours, how could you possibly bring yourself to destroy it? (laughs) Besides, as long as you keep the book safely in your possession, you will still be foiling those who seek to use it for nefarious purposes. So you record that you took custody of the Necronomicon. Mm. Uh, one of the investigators can add it to their deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, interestingly, you have given in to the temptation mm-hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. Add an Elder Thing Chaos token to the Chaos Bag for the remainder of the mm-hmm. campaign. Yes, yes. Yeah, very, very interesting. Interesting stuff. It, it, it's lovely how it actually justifies whichever one you choose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but the thing I just realised before is that uh, if you decide to burn it, um, you throw it in a trash bin with, quote, uh, several, uh, sorry, quote, um, you fill it with books and documents. So what, you go around the museum grabbing a whole lot of uh, other books? <laughs> I I know the best thing to burn a book. Another book. (laughs) That's right. This is sort of getting a bit sinister, burning a whole lot of books and documents, you know, just gathering them up and just burning it. It's like, oh, okay. And then I think we were talking about this uh, off air was that it takes you quite a few matches to kind of set it (laughs) alight. It does not want to burn. <laughs> I just imagine you kind of your hand, you know, kind of you know shaking as you're trying to get this thing going and everything. It's uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, and, and interestingly, I can imagine the first time you play, if you got resolution one, so you resigned or were defeated, you'd be feeling a bit like, oh, this is terrible. Oh my goodness. But actually, it's not that bad. Actually, if you've if you don't manage to get the Necronomicon, uh, you fail to get it. It's actually not that bad. It's not really that consequential. Yeah, the, the, only, um, the only consequence is, like I mentioned earlier, that setup in Where Doom Awaits, um, whether yeah. whether Seth is damaged or not. So so just on that point, Kevling, if there's no resolution reached, is the story assumption it gets, sto- it gets stolen, it gets taken anywhere? Because it doesn't say that. I've just flicked ahead. Sorry, I've just looked at um, where Doom awaits. If the investigators failed to recover the Necronomicon or if the Necronomicon was stolen. So that is when Seth is there at full power. So I think, yes, they they do get it. If we don't don't get it, they will. That makes complete sense. It's just kind of unfortunate they don't make that point at the time if you're defeated, you know what I mean? It's, you know, that you you know you failed to secure the necronomicon and then there's some some mention of it being stolen do you know what i mean that that would have that would have raised the stakes i mean it would have foreshadowed that something but i think it would have just raised yeah. the tension a little bit more for failure because it yeah, yeah. just it, I mean, it does say it see you must give up any hope of recovering the necronomicon mm. so i suppose the implication there is, is. that yeah. yeah you haven't been able to secure it yeah. But yes, it, it it could have been a little bit more explicit, saying now there is nothing to stop. Yes, your enemies getting yeah, older. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Or 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 you know, reports of a break in or something to sort of yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing, because um, it wasn't too difficult for us to get in and get to the exhibit hall. I mean, really, um, if it wasn't for, if it isn't for the hunting horror, it's actually not that. Not too 
difficult at all to get to the restricted hall. It's actually fairly straightforward. So excellent. So there we go. So what 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 do you think about this scenario? You know, just generally, then, Kevling, what 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 were your I, thoughts? I didn't really have any issue with it until we started doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, some of the flaws within it became a little more apparent. Yes. Uh, I must admit, when I do play these games, I do just tend to let the story flow over me rather than overly analyse it. But um, it, it it is clear, I think, from the structure of this scenario, how they've learned from it. Uh, in yes. future scenarios. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, with the introduction of the explore mechanic in Forgotten mm. Age, um, so different ways of um, mm. replicating that that feeling of exploring the unknown and searching for something. Um, unlike yeah. this one, where you you know it is in room four, five, or six, so you may as well just go straight to one of those three. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind this scenario. I I like the idea of a spooky museum, and I think they've added a lot of flavour. I mean, it's nice to think of Arkham with this sort of neoclassical spooky museum, and I think they did a good job with the exhibit halls. I think they're all nice and different, and they're Definitely. you know, and I think I think they really kind of brought them to life. And the flavour text on some of them was fantastic and quite amusing yeah. at times. Um, so I think they you know that's all really quite good but i think the thing yeah. is like you said and i think of echoes of the past which is set in the historical society is a is a is a kind of takes this idea and and sort of elevates it to another level um whereas this seems like a first sort of go at a, a, a sort of an interior mm. and i think it's the fact that um there's not more structure we talked about this there's not more structure to the locations but also the kind of the randomness isn't truly random. So like you, like we talked about before, you can kind of, once you know it, you can game it to a degree. Yes, yes. Plus you could be just lucky and get more clues because you happen to choose the right um, admin and security office mix. Or you could yeah. be the opposite and be really unlucky. So that that feels, I'm not sure why they did it that way. I can't, I'm not don't really understand why they didn't make the admin offices and security offices the same. But those things, and then the hunting horror just sort of being there, I think they're the main things that, for me, are less successful about this scenario um, and kind of undercut the story a, a little bit yes, because of that. Yes, from a narrative point of view, mm. I would agree. Uh, mechanically, I do like the idea of this monster that you just cannot defeat and it will keep coming back. It's almost like the Terminator. It will not stop until you are dead. Yeah, we don't know why it's there. We don't know what it's doing. We don't know what its objectives are. We yeah. don't know who summoned it or how or mm. anything about it. It's just something to deal with in the spooky museum. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think the unrelenting monster. I think uh, there's a there's a scenario in the Forgotten Age, isn't there, where you're in a kind of a you're in a you're in an underground sort of 
warren cavern and you're getting to a location and you've got to run all the way back and there's something kind of hounding you the whole way yes that that works really really well as well and i think that it it really raises up the tension in this one there's less tension because the 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 hunting horror can spend a lot of time in a void (laughs) just (laughs) literally nowhere uh and then it can just sort of pop up so it's less relenting in that sense but yes, I agree with you, and I think you're right. I think as a as a as a scenario, it's 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 fine. Uh, I, I I think I think they you know they take this idea and like you say, uh, work with it and and refine it a bit more in in, in later uh, campaigns. Hmm. All right. So fantastic. Uh, I think that's. I think we've pretty much done this one to death, haven't we? <laughs> I think we have. Yes. This is this is actually. A lot longer podcast than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, I think our um, our super fast playthrough last week probably gave us some uh, <laughs> yeah. false uh, <laughs> false hope there. So yeah, where are we going next then? Robert? Well, I think I think we're off to the Essex. We're off on the train. I think it's time for a little train ride. I think into the countryside. Yes. Yeah, so uh, as a taste of things to come, the opening paragraph of the next scenario, recent events in the museum have forced you to reevaluate Armitage's tale. It cannot be a coincidence. Wilbur Watley, the Necronomicon, the creature from Dunwich, the people and creatures who attacked here in Arkham, everything must be connected. You're certain now where you must head, the lonely mm-hmm. and dismal town of Dunwich Village. Mm-hmm. So that is where we are off to. Um, yes. But yes. we've got to get there first. Oh so, yes, we, uh, we yes, that's right. Yeah, I am looking forward to this one because this it, <laughs> it's completely different to any scenario that's come before it, isn't it? It is. It is quite different, and I'm not sure that there's many scenarios like it afterwards. Actually, it, it is quite a special, unique scenario, and a bit polarizing. I think I'm not. I don't mm. know. I think some people really like it, and other people not so keen on it. I'm not. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, yes, I think, I think from what. Yeah, from reactions I've I've heard, it's one of these scenarios that can either go superbly or terribly, and there's no middle ground. <laughs> yes, I think though it's uh, it's a very evocative scenario, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to getting on the train, and yeah. uh, and 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 exploring the Essex County Express. So. Uh, um, yeah, so it's been fantastic. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. I'm Krabby Terror Eight. I'm Kevlin. I'll see you later. Bye. So thank you very much for listening. Please like, comment and subscribe. We'd very much like to hear from you. If you would like to um, send us your thoughts, um, send it to ftexpodcast at gmail.com. That's F-T-E-X-T podcast, ftexpodcast at gmail.com. You can also listen to this podcast on YouTube. Just go to Out of Ammo, Out of Time, and you will find it there. And it's also available on the usual podcast platforms. Till then, thanks very much for listening, and see you soon. Bye-bye.